Hey, welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I am Tim Page Botterf, and as you may have seen or heard, we're occasionally turning this podcast into a training tool. I think you know that stories have always been the fuel behind Safe Start. And yes, Safe Start is an amazing vehicle with an incredible engine. So from time to time, we're going to bring your stories, your fuel. And sometimes it's our personal stories or even stories that we've heard that have inspired us or they're just they were just so memorable for us as a consulting team. So in short, training through storytelling is designed for you to use to supplement your Safe Start training. So joining me today is one of the amazing, young, talented senior consultants and Jack Jackson. Jack, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Tim. I'm excited to be here to share one of my favorite stories and walk our listeners through the state terror risk pattern and the search involved in this story. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. <laughs> this story is amazing. But um, So here's the format we're going to follow, Jack. So Jack will share his story, and then again, we're going to give you an opportunity to pause the podcast to have a group discussion around the state terror risk pattern and the critical error reduction techniques. So this time, though, things will change up a bit, and Jack will actually tell you or give you the certs, and then we'll review them together um, at the end. So to remember, answer the question, how bad it could have been, and then we'll come back and review that state-to-error risk pattern and the certs and see how your group did. Jack, you ready? Ready. They're all yours, buddy. Okay, Tim. So as you know, I was pulling into a Walmart parking lot up in Baltimore, Maryland. It's about two inches of snow on the ground. Now, you know, I lived in Missouri for 22 years, so two inches of snow was no big deal. I pulled into the parking lot, and as I pulled into the parking lot, I opened up the door, and when I stepped out to get the to get out of the car, I stepped out to get the rest of me out of the car, and something is happening extremely fast. And there's absolutely nothing I can do to stop it. I am falling out of the car, Tim. I mean, I'm reaching and grasping for the air. Fortunately, my head didn't hit that little knob at the back of the doorknob or anything like that. But I fell on the ground. And uh, I didn't immediately get up. No, I just laid there for a little bit. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I wonder if anybody saw me. <laughs> then when I got up, I looked around. And everybody in the parking lot was looking at me, staring at me. It was an old man hunched over looking down. And I couldn't believe, man, I can't believe I just fell. Now, what I should have done, Tim, is I should have just got back in the car. Because uh, one of the things I've learned about the state terror risk pattern, if you fail to recognize the state terror risk pattern, this pattern will start to domino on you. I went ahead and walked inside of Walmart. And it's after Thanksgiving, but it's before Christmas. So you can imagine how many people are in there. I mean, it's packed. And you know, when you walk in the store, you can hear this roar. You can't really tell what people are saying, but you can hear them. Uh, you can hear people talking. And, and they might be talking about how much they're going to spend on this and how much they're going to spend on that. That may have been what they were saying. But in my mind, what I'm hearing is, hey, ain't that the guy right there that fell in the parking lot? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, man, I can't, I'm still thinking. I'm so, I'm, I can't believe I fell. And as I'm walking down the aisle, I can't remember what I was going to get, but as I'm walking down the aisle, I hear this lady saying, sir, excuse me, sir. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I hope she's not talking to me. She said, sir. And I turned around slowly. I said, yes. She said, do you know you got stuff all over the back of your jacket? And Tim, I pulled off my jacket and all the loose sand and gravel that I missed with my foot is on the back of this black leather jacket that I have on. And I start to wipe it off. And then as I start to wipe this loose debris off, I notice these white ashy patches on the back of this jacket. 
and everybody knows what that is, of course. That's where the salt water is dried up on this, on the back of this jacket. So I know I need to get this off. So I immediately make a mad dash up toward the front of the store, toward the restrooms. Right outside the restroom door, there's a little boy looking up at me. He's looking up at me as if to say, aren't you the man that fell in the parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> now, that's not what he said to me, but that was the look he gave me. And I walked on into the restroom. And one of the things about in these restrooms, you know, they got motion sensors in front of everything. I'm looking at my jacket. I get to the to the paper towels, and I tear three or four paper towels off, and then I hold the paper towels underneath the soap, and then I hold the paper towels underneath the water. And I get my paper towels nice and soapy like I like them. And then I start to rub on the back of my jacket. Well, as I'm rubbing on the back of my jacket, I hear a woman's voice. There's a lady in the stall talking on the cell phone. So I turn and try to tiptoe out the bathroom. But before I can get out, she flushes the toilet and she opens the door. And she's still on the phone. And she looks at me and all I can do is freeze. And she looks at me and she says, oh, my God, honey, I can't believe I think I went into the wrong bathroom. So I said to myself, I said, okay, it was you. So I turned back around and I went back to the sink, grabbed my paper towels, and started rubbing on the back of my jacket again. The next thing I know, this lady comes over next to me and she starts talking to me. And, and she's like, I can't believe I went to the wrong bathroom. You believe that? She's looking up at me. And I'm looking at the lady and I look back at the door. And then I look back at the lady and then, and then I look back at the door. And I can't help but think that if um, if somebody comes in here right now and 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 they see us over here cleaning up, yeah, you know what they're, you know what they're thinking, right? <laughs> so I turn to walk out the bathroom, Timmy. She wants to walk out with me like we're a couple of something. I'm like, no, we're not walking out of here together. So I let the lady walk out, and I paused for a minute in the restroom, and I thought to myself. Man, Jack, you, you you teach these concepts all the time, and you're making these errors, and you you have to be able to 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 utilize these concepts. So, Tim, I thought about it right there in the restroom, and then when I walked out, first person I see is that lady and that little boy, and she looked at me and she said, "Mister, you went in the wrong restroom." She's upset with me now. So it was it was an experience and a chain of events that took place, Tim. That man, that I could have stopped way back in the parking lot. So I'll tell you what, we're going to give our listeners an opportunity to pause and let them discuss the state to error pattern. Again, while you're pausing the podcast, please don't forget those four elements. And then at the end, ask, could it have been worse? We'll be right here when you're done. So welcome back, Jack. I got to tell you, it's even funny today. After listening to your story, I feel like it's been 13 years. It still gets me thinking how I want to avoid Walmart altogether. <laughs> but it sounds like to me, Throughout the time, as, as I listened to your story this time, that you've actually had several opportunities to self-trigger. And so as you walk us through, can you point that out to our listeners and uh, take us through those major elements of a great Safe Start story? Okay, Tim. Well, first of all, as I described the states, when I first, first pulled into that parking lot, I was thinking the fact that it was snow on the ground. And because I was familiar with the snow, I didn't, I recognized it as a hazard, but at the time I didn't see it as a hazard. I just took it for granted, if, if you will. So when I pulled into that parking lot, I was in a state of complacency. When I got out the car, getting out the car is a routine task. So if I had simply just looked at where I was stepping, if my eyes had been on task, or if I even thought about the snow, my mind had been on task, thought about the possibility of slipping, 
I would have avoided losing my balance, traction, and grip. And so as I look at that part of the story right there, Tim, I see a couple of things that I could have done. First of all, I could have self-triggered on the amount of hazardous energy from the snow. Can't self-trigger on my complacency, but I, I have developed a habit since then. I always look at the ground before I get out the car now. And and that, that habit started as a result of that, that in a combination of bad knees, but <laughs> that's a story for a different day. But uh, I, 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 I know that story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I found that now it's just habit for me to look at where I'm stepping when I step out of a vehicle, regardless whether it's a, a truck, SUV, or a regular car. It's just a habit for me to, to look before I step out. So I could have self-triggered on the amount of hazardous energy, and I also could have practiced building the habit. And if you want to talk safety-related habit, safety-related habit is, is test your footing and grip before you commit your weight. So that was the first of the first part of that story. The, the, the second part of the story, and, and actually a, a continuation of it was, when I got up off the ground, what state do you think I was in, Tim? Uh, a little bit of frustration (laughs) a little bit of frustration and it wasn't so much of the fact that I fell it's the fact that everybody saw me fall and you know how it is when you fall first thing you do is look around and see who saw you well it wasn't so much that I had fallen it was the fact that everybody saw me fall so I was walking through that store with a bit of embarrassment and it continued when I walked into the store I'm thinking a little bit of paranoia I'm thinking boy everybody knows that I'm the guy that fell in the parking lot and then when this lady starts calling out my name I start to really get a little anxiety there. And she says, my jacket is messed up. Now, once I saw that my jacket was messed up, it kind of escalated the frustration, but it also caused me to rush because I thought about the damage after I wiped the salt and sand off the back of this jacket. I thought about the damage that the salt water would do to my leather jacket, which I was very proud of at the time. And uh, I, I said, I had to get that salt off of there. So I made a mad dash. You know, I said I made a mad dash. So that means I was rushing toward the restrooms. I knew in my mind that I was going to the restrooms. And I knew in my mind that I needed to go to the men's restroom. But right outside the restroom door, I made another critical error. I took my eyes off task. I looked at the little boy. What should I have been looking at? I should have been looking looking at the sign on the wall, which sign said men, which sign said women. And I walked into that bathroom and my mind was bent on getting my jacket cleaned up. And again, this is something that I realized several times since telling this story and since it occurred. I should have noticed that there wasn't one urinal in that bathroom, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) But my mind was so focused on getting my jacket cleaned up, I made a beeline toward the sink. And then when I started rubbing my, uh, cleaning my jacket off and rubbing my jacket off and I hear this lady's voice, I realized I've made an, a grave error. That was the time that I realized that I went into the wrong restroom initially. But when she came out, and this was something I want to talk about the story. When she first came out, she actually thought maybe that she had made the mistake. And I was willing to let her go with that. <laughs> 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 but when I made it to the when I made it to the um, she made it to the sink and started talking to me, I, uh, I'm thinking to myself, man, I can't believe the situation that I'm in right here. And she makes it she made it seem like it happens every day. She would just talk to me in a calm manner, and I'm I'm thinking, man, this is not a good look for me to be in this bathroom with this lady. 
And so when I turn to walk out, I'm thinking, man, Jack, you got you've got to start using these concepts in your own personal life. At that time, Tim, I've been teaching this course for about three or four years, and it was just teaching it and using it are two different things. We can talk about it all day long, but if you're not actually using these concepts and techniques, you you're really not going to be that good of a teacher. And so the biggest thing I could take away from this whole situation is to self-trigger, Tim. We have time. We have time to self-trigger, and we just don't take the time to self-trigger. I could have self-triggered back in that parking lot. Even after I had fallen, I could have self-triggered when I was going to those restrooms because I was in a rush when I was going to that restroom. So I could have self-triggered there. But uh, uh, I look back at that situation, and I think, wow, it was just a domino effect of the state-to-error risk pattern for me and it was one of those times that, hey, I'll never forget it. And, you know, something else I think about, Tim, is that none of this was funny when it happened. <laughs> <Yeah. You know>? <laughs> <laughs> everybody seems to laugh whenever I tell the story. And it, it, I guess it's how I tell the story. And I'm able to find the humor in it as well. But it wasn't funny when it happened. And many people can share stories and they'll realize that when they tell the story, if you can find the humor in it, it will uh, engage the audience when you're telling the story, but you'll still get your points across. You're absolutely right. Uh, just to recap, and by the way, I, I've learned a lot about, uh, it wasn't self-deprecation that I was missing. It's just that I was always too embarrassed to share stories. And then when I initially first heard this story, it was in the it was in the back of Electrolab up in up in Canada, and you told this out loud. It felt like it was a comedy hour, uh, like a skit that Larry was kind of forcing us to tell our funniest stories. But listening to you tell that story, you were comfortable enough to say, hey, I made a mistake, and I, may, I need to make adjustments. And looking back at this story, I, I've learned a lot from you, Jack. So uh, let's do a real quick recap. So states initially stepping out of the car, complacency. With, the, with that one particular state led to eyes and mind not on task and balance, traction, and grip. And potentially line of fire because you said you almost hit your head. You got lucky you didn't, but um, I got lucky, yeah. And then that that one state perpetuated a snowball effect, just like you said, and then it turned into rushing and frustration, getting into the store. Of course, you missed the sign, and that put you in the line of fire of that lady in the bathroom. Is yeah, that about right? Yeah. <laughs> That's about okay. right. And then along the way through the story, you had some opportunities to self-trigger on the state, and then of course you're looking back now. Hindsight is twenty twenty, as we've learned from the pandemic. We literally look back and think there was a habit that I could have used. So now you test your footing and your grip before you step out of the vehicle. Exactly. Perfect. All right. So let's ask our listeners, how did you do? You may have come up with some different answers, and that's okay. I'll tell you why. Because there's not really any absolutes in the purpose of to- uh, storytelling, and everybody's got a different reason. Everybody's got a different understanding. And so the point of a good say start story is not if you got it right or wrong in the review. It's just about thinking about that state to error pattern, exactly what Jack did here. And then, of course, visiting the critical error reduction techniques. And I'd hope you'd asked, could could anything have gone worse or in the future, thinking about how it could have been worse, you could avoid the injury or a mistake. Now, typically, and I learned this from Jack as well, you lose time and money, but in this case, a potential injury. So, Jack, you didn't get hurt, did you? No, just my pride. <laughs> yeah. So you you were thinking maybe I should not even go into this store? Yeah, just my pride. And and then when you look at it, none of those people knew me anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. 
So for all of you out there, just a quick reminder, keep working on those safety-related habits. And obviously, that's the best way to compensate for complacency. And please remember that complacency is directly tied to mind, not on task. And when you're not thinking, you want your habits to be as safe as possible, and they're always there for you. So, Jack, you're amazing as always. Thank you so much for being here. I think you have officially set the record now for the number of visits to the podcast. Uh, that's what I hear, Tim. Thank you again for having me. And uh, in the immortal words of Don Cornelius, and parting you, as always, we wish you love, peace, and soul. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so that's our time for today. And on behalf of Jack and the entire team at Safe Start, we want to thank you for your time. I'm Tim Page-Botter for Safe Talk with Safe Start. We'll see you down the road.